0: Neal Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware Dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neal. All
1: right, Stubby, thank you very much, and welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to our second hour. If you'd like to call, we have a couple of lines open. We have Rose in Canton. We'll be going back to her in just a moment. In the meanwhile, call right now, 888 888- 787 KLIF 888 787 5543. Call right now, please. And um, just a a quick mention of uh, take all root rot. Uh, That is our most asked question of the week. And I normally set this time aside for that. I haven't been asked it yet today. I'm kind of surprised, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it because it's come up everywhere I've turned. Then I'll come back to, to Rose um take all root rot causes saint augustine primarily to uh, be yellowed in irregular patches across the lawn your lawn looks like a patchwork quilt of yellowed saint augustine Uh, and it can be just almost here and one foot away there uh, night and day difference in the in the look of the grass um, it just doesn't green up uniformly in the springtime. It is an April and May disease. It kind of goes away as it gets hot and dry in the summertime. Uh, when you look at the blades, uh, well, when you, when you look at the lawn and, and pull on one of the runners that is struggling the worst, uh, it will come up pretty easily. Uh, the roots will be very, uh, you know, they'll, they'll be damaged. They'll be dark, they'll be very short and stubby. Uh, And that is because they are affected by take-all root rot. They've been decayed. Uh, The pathologists will tell you that you can see the mycelial strands or whatever it is you can see in there. They see it, I can't see it. I haven't seen it yet with low power magnification of a a spyglass or something, you know, a hand magnifying glass. But they're pretty obvious apparently. But the appearance of the lawn is very obvious. You can spot that from half a a block away. It is initially, it showed up about 25 years ago in North Texas and, uh, and in Texas. And at that point, it was noted that it was only a problem or primarily a problem in areas along Interstate 35 with alkaline soils. And so the initial recommendation was to put Uh, sphagnum peat moss on your lawn to acidify the the surface of the soil and that helped but it was cumbersome to put out the peat moss and it was expensive and it seemed like a waste of peat moss well in more recent years in the last five years or so um, it uh, began to uh, the the plant pathologist decided that the fungicide Azoxystrobin uh, would offer better control, not just uh, suppression of, but control of the take-all root rot fungus. And so that became the recommendation of universities across the south where this disease has been common. St. Augustine doesn't grow up north. And so you'll see Azoxystrobin recommended, A-Z-O-X-Y-S-T-R-O-B-Y-N, Azoxystrobin think i had all that correctly spelled but anyway uh, i think to this moment i think it is still only available in uh, scott's disease x scott's disease x Um, and so that's what you look for when you go into the hardware store or the nursery or wherever Uh, and it does really green it up now it's a problem in alkaline soils it's a problem in shaded areas and it's a problem in waterlogged soils those three things weaken the grass enough that the fungus moves in and and hurts the st augustine so anything you can do to improve those things will help but uh, you know you're not going to start cutting trees down you're not sometimes able to get rid of rainfall and so take all root rot will show up And so hopefully that's of help to you, but uh, the fungicide will help a good bit. That same fungicide, for what it's worth, also helps with great leaf spot in the summer and brown patch in the fall. So that's our Most Asked Question of the Week, and that is sponsored today by Baylor Scott & White. Let me tell you their message. It's great news from Baylor Scott & White Health because they have made it easy for us to keep up with the health our, of our families at any time. They now offer 24-7 video visits on the MyBSW Health app. We can get virtual care whenever and wherever we need it, like right now or later tonight. This on the weekends when allergies start acting up or when we're out in the garden or when we run into a stinging creature or poison ivy or some other rash-raising plant out in nature. The best part is that we don't even have to stop what we're doing to get the help that we need. So we can stay focused on doing what we love. It's as simple as texting "better" B E T T E R to eight eight four zero eight, so you can download the My BSW Health app today. Discover the convenience of twenty four seven care. Text better to eight eight four zero eight. That's text better B E T T E R to eight eight four zero eight. Baylor Scott and White Health. My BSW Health. Text BETTER to 88408.
2: Hi, I'm Carrie from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coiton Beltline. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community. Who's there to answer your questions? Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Carrie, very, very much. Appreciate that. She uh, She is such a... Such a great spokesperson for the Ace Hardware stores. Let them know that you appreciate their sponsoring. Let's go back to our phone lines. Let's go to Rose in Canton. Uh, Rose, I have uh, been thinking a lot about how to get rid of the uh, the ants that you're having in your organic vegetable garden. This is in the garden or in the compost? Tell me again.
3: Um, it's in the garden. It's there. Um, it's above ground container gardening in galvanized. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So there, yeah, I was thinking it was a compost. Uh, yeah, okay. no, it's just uh, uh, landscape soil.
1: Okay, things that I uh, would think of. I, I tried to do a quick bit of research online during the the news break to see what universities would recommend, and and uh, the orange peel is something that a couple of them said that uh, they had reports of of helping. So I won't totally go away from that, but um, something you might try is pouring, pour boiling water into that mound, and if you can keep it away from the major root system of your plants, that that you could do, Um, and I don't know if fire ant baits would work on these ants, I don't know if uh, if these ants are... uh, are of such that they would take the the fire ant bait and take it back to into their mounds to their queens and kill out the but that would be worth trying Uh, i would imagine if uh if canton is anything like the rest of the eastern half of the state uh you would have a use for the rest of the the container of fire ant bait if you don't need it for that yeah i know i know but that would be uh, that would be another possibility and then uh if all else fails, I would think that just pouring a, a, a standard insecticide for ant control into that area and just uh, maybe you sacrifice what few vegetables are immediately in that vicinity, if you're not comfortable in, in using them for your family, I I share your your concern about what we feed to our families. Uh, I am not quite at that level of concern because I, I've said this many times, and it you know I I don't I'm not trying to switch anybody's uh, feelings Uh, but i watched my dad who worked for texas a m work on labeling uh for the federal with the federal government for uh, herbicides for all of his Uh career i didn't watch all of it because i was too young to understand part of that time but but i know how uh, diligently he worked to make sure that the labeling was was accurate for the herbicides and then I worked when I was with Extension on labeling of uh, several insecticides, and I know how hard it is to prove something up, especially when it's around a vegetable crop. You have to prove that there is no way it's going to harm anybody. So I'm I'm comfortable in using things that are are labeled through EPA for use on, okay. on vegetable crops. But I'm not going to okay. try to convince you uh, or anybody else. It's just I my comfort level is okay there. So. Anyway.
3: Well I understand and some things are poisonous to ants that aren't poisonous to us, so I get that. Yes.
1: Um, yeah, that's I had true. Another and, and we have question. so many poisonous things in our we have so many poisonous things in our environment that have nothing to do with gardening that we you know, it's all around us. So anyway, oh, what was your other question?
3: Speaking of poisonous, it's ivy. Poison ivy. How do I get that safely off of my trees without hurting my trees? And without killing myself the, because I'm so allergic.
1: You, yeah, really. You, uh, well, first of all, you, you wear long sleeves and long pants, and you wear uh, gloves that can be washed or thrown away. Okay. Um, and uh, you use a long-handled axe to cut the stems that are going up the tree trunks. Uh, you, you cut it near the mm-hmm. ground line, and you cut it up 18 inches above that, You take the blade of the long-handled axe and pop out that little log that's in between so that that gives you access Um. to the stump of the poison ivy. Uh, Take the axe and macerate the the stump, and then you're going to pour a broadleafed weed killer containing 2,4-D onto that chopped-up stump at full strength and let it soak into that chopped-up wood. You don't want it to go out all over the ground. You just want it to go into the stump the The top part of the poison ivy, you just leave hanging up in the tree. It's going to turn brown and be kind of unsightly, but it will eventually dry up and fall out. But, You're the, talking about but the, the bottom part, of the ivy, right, right. Yeah, you okay. try not to okay. make any injury to the tree trunk, and okay. uh, then the the uh, broadleaf twig killer soaks into the the stump and and will be taken down into the root system.
3: Okay, perfect. I can do that. Then,
1: then you take all okay. that in. You take your you take a good hot shower and scrub up, and hopefully you're okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, I've got some of that ivy stuff you put on before, and then an ivy scrub that you use afterwards. So good. Perfect. It'll, it'll either work or I'll end up in the hospital. Either one. It.
1: Well, I don't want to. Really I don't want to hear about you okay. Okay. that way. That's no good. <laughs> All right. Thanks for waiting on me okay. twice. You're wonderful. Have a good day. Take care. All right, Larry in Robertson County, you're coming up next. Folks, if you'd like to call, we now have an open line at 888. Let's do that more slowly. Maybe you didn't hear all those eights or three of them. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-KLIF. Five five four three, and uh, Larry, I'll be right to you. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and it's available not in bookstores. It's not on Amazon. If you go to those places, you'll see the old cowboy boot book. Well, that one is really—it's dusty now. It Was done in 1982 and 1991. What you want is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening with the Adirondack chair on it. Uh, it is a quarter century newer and completely up to date, and uh, what you what you really want to have now. It's sixth printing at the fifth printing price. I've I've uh, uh, cut the price to make it more palatable for this uh, spring when everybody's kind of struggling with finances. I understand that. Now, this is a book with 344 pages, 840 photographs, and 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening. From lawns and landscapes to fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening, and it has a 48-page calendar telling you when to do everything. 840 photographs is a lot of photos, and it has more than 25 multi-page charts to help you pick just the right plant. Uh, if you... uh, If you're not happy with it when you get it, I'll refund every penny. I haven't been asked to refund anything for the 78,000 copies that I've sold to date. You might be the first, and if that's the case, you won't get any complaints out of me. You'll just get a check for the money back. But um, here is the way you order it. It's not in stores, not on Amazon, as I mentioned. So you order it directly from my office Monday through Friday during business hours. That's 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The better way is to order it right now from my website. It's always open. That's neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Neil Perry's Lone Star All righty, let me tell you right now about Arborological Services. I told somebody uh, earlier about a magnolia tree that they needed a certified arborist, and this is the company I would call. In a heartbeat, I would call. I'd be on the phone today. Arborological Services, 866 552 7267. Best uh, tree service company I have ever known, ever seen. The best tree people I have ever known. Apparently, whoever judges for Arborist of the Year for the state of Texas agrees because three of their principal people have been selected as Arborist of the Year for the state already. And that's in what, 20, 21 years of handing out that award. Three of their people have been selected. So, if you want the very best of uh, service on your trees, you know, your trees represent the biggest investment in your landscape. They are uh, the, the thing that gives you the most joy when you go out for summertime relaxation and recreation. They are the biggest uh, property value appreciator, is that a word, uh, of anything you can do for your landscape. And they are really critical for any great landscape. And so you need to take the best care possible. And that's why you hire Arborological Services to look after your trees. Their phone number is 866-552-7267. 866-552-7267. And uh, that's a toll-free number that makes them sound like they are you know, based in every city in America. They are based in Dallas, Fort Worth, and that's all they serve is the Metroplex area. They don't uh, they don't have franchises all over the country. They are right here. So call the best. Call Arborological Services. On the web, it is arborological.com, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts. And on the phone again, it's 866 552 7267. Their arborological services.
0: I'm Sherry from TNC Ace Hardware on Jacksboro Highway and Haltom Hardware on Denton Highway in Haltom City. We own Ace stores because we like being able to help our neighbors. We're proud of our team that's there to serve you. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil.
1: Thank you sherry when i was recording these folks about their stores and their products i asked them what what do you like most about being an ace hardware store owner or dealer uh, and and i got some of the most wonderful answers back that's an example right there thank you sherry let's go back to our phone lines we will go to larry in robertson county larry this is neil good afternoon yeah
4: neil uh thank you for taking my call uh uh, I'd like to harvest uh, off the roadside uh, the, the blue seeds when they get ready to harvest. Uh, what time? Uh, what, what should the plant look like when they're uh, uh, expelling their seeds?
1: Well, the seed pods will turn brown and they will rattle and uh, soon after that they will start to uh, split down the, they're called sutures, down the, the seams of the seeds. And uh, the the pods will open and and let the seeds drop out, um, and and that's when you need to be ready to gather the seeds and collect them. Um, if this is from the highway roadsides, you need to be careful that you're not violating uh, regulations by harvesting there. You you might be better off to go inside fences and ask permission of the landowner and get some seeds there. They're also sure, readily available. That. You'd be You'd be better off, frankly, I'll, I'll tell you, a better trick would be to buy seed that is acid-scarified. Have you ever heard that term? No. Let me explain what that means. Uh, and I'm going to give you just a little bit of a, a biology botany uh, a lesson here in about 20 seconds. Most of the native plants in Texas have very hard seed coats, outer, outer coats on their seeds. Blue bonnets are a classic example. And the reason for that is if they had a very little seed coat or soft seed coat, they would germinate with the very first rain, and they'd all sprout. And then if you hit a dry spell of three or four weeks, they'd all die. You'd have no more bluebonnets. And so they're, they're equipped with a very hard seed coat so that they may not germinate for three or four or five years. And some will, some won't. And so you get a smattering of, of bluebonnets if you just collect wild seeds and, and start planting them. So my good friend Dr. Jerry Parsons with Texas A&M, Jerry's retired now, but Jerry uh, determined the, the old trick was to rub them between pieces of sandpaper or drop them down in boiling water, and that was not very effective. Uh, and then immediately put them in ice. Uh, that was not very effective, and Jerry found a way that they could be acid-scarified. They were they were put into some kind of concentrated uh, not concentrated but some form of sulfuric acid which is very dangerous but done in a laboratory then taken out and that would soften the seed coat so that they would germinate at I think 90 percent or something and so you if you buy acid scarified acid treated seeds you'll get a huge improvement in germination. You'll get a much better stand of seedlings. They cost more because they've they've been carefully treated that way, but they're much better plants as a result. I don't know how many places sell seeds that way, but I know Wild Seed Farms in Fredericksburg sells acid-treated seeds, and they also sell different colors of blue bonnets. Jerry has worked very hard, this was done through Texas A&M. He didn't make anything personally out of it. Um, they do. I mean, they're a for-profit business, but Jerry Jerry didn't make anything. But he isolated red and purple and and some other colors out of the blue bonnets and white, of course. But anyway, that's the reason you want the acid-treated seeds, and so you might be better off just to buy those and, and uh, then let them resow themselves. Just a, just a thought. What
3: kind of acid? Uh...
1: Well, as I said, it's sulfuric acid, but that is so dangerous, you do not want to try it. I, I don't know how it's done, but it is extremely okay. dangerous. Okay, yeah, you don't you. want to try it. It's not worth it, and I, the expense of figuring it out is, is significant enough. You just yeah. want to buy the seeds. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's I, I, I do not gain anything from wild seed farms. They're not an advertiser anywhere or any place that I'm doing. I'm just telling you they've they deserve a lot of credit for what they've done for wildflowers in texas if you if you're going to look them up online you need the word farms in their wild seed farms and fredericksburg uh, anyway really hope that helps larry yeah appreciate your call very much watch out for that train thanks for calling all right let's see where we are time wise uh You know what, Beth and Brian, stay with me if you will. I'll get my tiny garden tip out of the way. I'll come to you right on the other side of that. Beth and Prosper has a Bermuda grass problem, and Brian and Lucas has a problem with crepe myrtle with white spots on it. I need to talk to Brian seems early for that, and I want to want to help him because we have a major announcement to make if that's the case. Let me tell you about Wortham Brothers Roofing. You've you've heard uh, on the SPCA of Texas Pit of the Week, sponsored by Wortham Brothers, you've heard uh, Jake Wortham, second generation in this wonderful business. They put our roof on for us about four years ago. And, folks, we have loved having that Wortham Brothers roof. I mean, you don't want to have to put a new roof on, but we all face reality that roofs wear out. Or they get banged up in hailstorms. Oh, my goodness, some bad hailstorms in Central Texas this week. That's when you need to call Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. And they do have divisions in uh, Central Texas, in Austin, San Antonio. If you're listening to me there, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, folks, that's the name to call. The uh, phone number is 972 562 5788 they are great this is a company that founded in 1986 a second-generation family business that really cares to do things right. It's refreshing in this day and age to to find a company that really cares and uh, where the the founders are still actively involved in the business this is not one that where they just walked away there's just uh, a lot of care there are worthums all through the business making sure it's done right So whether you want composition, clay or concrete tile, metal roofing, slate roofing, whether it's a re-roof or a brand new roof, whether it's new, whether it's residential or commercial, whatever it is, Wortham Brothers Roofing Company can do it for you. They'll come out and look at your roof and determine if there is damage. If you need to uh, uh, contact your insurance carrier at that point, they will step aside and wait for you to do that but you have the experience of 125,000 roofs behind you when you work alongside Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. That's how good it is. Give them a call, 972-562-5788, WBRoofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing, 972-562-5788, WBRoofing.com. When you're at home, you can always listen to KLIF. Just ask your smart speaker. This is Real News and Information 570-KLIF-KLIF.com. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. There always are five stories in it. It's free, as I said. It's been free all 19 years that we've been doing it, so I have no intention of changing that aspect of it. It comes from my computer to your email on Thursdays right at 6 o'clock. Mine comes at 6.03 every week like clockwork. And uh, the only time that we send it a different time is like at Thanksgiving. I'm not going to send it on Thanksgiving Day. I'll send it on Tuesdays, those weeks. But anyway, that's irrelevant at this point. We're talking about uh, uh, something that looks like the old-fashioned garden section used to look. And... Uh, it has a featured plant of the week. It has gardening this weekend where I point out things that need to be done in the ensuing three days. And it has a Q&A section that we've greatly expanded recently. Then a couple of other stories. I hope you'll look at it. I especially, I hope you'll sign up for it. Both can be accomplished at neilsperry.com. That's the only way you can get it is by going to my website and signing up for it. N-E-I-L, S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. and and click on eGardens. You'll see the most recent example, and that's right where you sign up. Same place you go to buy my book. That's at neilsperry.com, click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. We're trying to make our patios more enjoyable places and we need to start with privacy. Unless you overlook a lake or a mountainside, you probably don't want to see what's behind or beside you. Sure, you can erect a tall fence for that screen and that may indeed be the best way, but there are other things you could do. Consider dense and tall shrubs, best of the bunch, Nellie R. Stevens holly, Mary Nell holly, Oakland Holly, Yopon Holly in shrub form—it's hard to find. And perhaps you might want to use Chinese Photinia, the old-fashioned Photinia, but you'll have a really hard time finding that one. Two plants to avoid: maybe three plants—Japanese Ligustrums because they're so invasive, Red Tip Photinia is because of horrific disease problems, and also you want to avoid bamboo because it is garishly invasive, horribly invasive. So those are some options. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, kind sir. I've heard of that eGardens thing. Let me tell you about miracle Grow right now, specifically from Ace Hardware. Ace is the place that sponsors this program, both ours. Every week for many years now. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks, too. You knew that. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer. Find a great deal on Miracle Grow Flower Garden Soil. One and a half cubic foot bags, two bags for $20. Limit of 60. That's a nice limit. 60, 60 ready to grow big beautiful in uh, ground flowers trust miracle grow garden soil for flowers enriched with continuous release plant food this soil will feed for up to three months meanwhile moisture control technology protects against over and under watering grow plants twice as large with miracle grow versus unfed plants it's for in-ground use only again that's miracle Grow Flower Garden Soil. One and a half cubic foot bags. Get two bags for $20, limit of $60. That's at Ace Hardware. There are 40 of these stores that join together to sponsor my program. I hope you'll get in and tell them thanks for that. And I hope you'll ask for miracle Grow Flower Garden Soil at Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with miracle Grow. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks.
2: Well, the IRS is getting serious. Not only are they hiring more agents, they're giving them guns. I'm Dave Williams with Amy Shodroff. Why do tax collectors need sidearms? We'll explain Monday morning at 540 on DFW's Morning News with Dave and Amy on KLIF.
1: My website is neilsperry.com. I normally don't care how you spell my name, but you need to spell it right to get there. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. And if you go there, you'll find my 1,001 frequently asked questions. That's a lot of questions. And there they are with the answers. You also will find archived information on Rose Rosette Virus and Crape Myrtle Bark Scale and a lot of other things. But that's also where you go to sign up for eGardens, the electronic newsletter I've mentioned twice now in this, uh, in this break. And it's also where you go to buy my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. That's uh, pretty much the only way you can buy the book. And so I hope you'll, uh, hope you'll consider it. Now that's all at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Hi, I'm Adele from Plano Ace Hardware.
4: We are your source of those great barbecue products. Count on us for a friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil.
1: All right, Medill, thank you very, very much. We have one line open if you'd like to call 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Let's go to Beth in Prosper. Beth, thanks for waiting. How can I help you?
3: I just want to concur that about Arborological. They, I have the same arborist for years, and she knows my trees. So, But my question is about my Bermuda. I have runners that appear to be dead, and there is no no blade coming off of it. What has happened?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, in Saint Augustine, I think that's freeze damage. Bermuda is not uh, was not killed by the freeze. It's not going to be hurt by the cold it's weather we had. Yeah, I, I would think that you would have a lot of other Bermuda in that same square footage that would be uh, alive and well and greening up. Is that not the case?
3: It's sparse. It's just sparse. It's more sparse than it's ever been. Um, well, and you know,
1: and I have the I same would, thing on, on our hillside. Go ahead.
3: Okay. No, well, I was going to say that I um, had two knee replacements last year, so I wasn't out much and i kind of wonder if my irrigation system was always working would that if it was a severe lack of water would would it do that
1: i think it could i have a, a not quite a full acre between us and the county road that uh, had become pretty heavily uh, in infested with st augustine that had come in from the sides, just some soil that i had up there yeah and during the drought i don't irrigate that acre that's not part of our yard really and during the drought i did not water it and i uh, just couldn't afford to water everything you can't water the world you know
3: No, no and
1: yeah. uh, so it it got hurt pretty badly plus we had some we had a new septic tank put in and the equipment that came over it it yeah. was all torn up and the bermuda is i don't know if the saint augustine had crowded the bermuda out or if the equipment did damage but I've, i was out looking the other night with zeus the dog and we were talking it over and and we have decided that we don't have a lot of bermuda there i'm debating whether to sow seed you know till it lightly and sow seed or buy some sod or what i'm going to do but but i've got the same issue going on in that acre and uh Generally, what I have found, Beth, is that if you have, this has been my old rule of thumb for all of my career, if you have a piece of Bermuda the size of a paperclip, the 1st of May, <laughs> in a square foot of, of soil, hear this. I'm, I'm serious, because uh, we You're had right. a, a little Lutheran church that we were members of in Farmer's Branch, and, and it was all Dallas grass. That was back when we had MSMA, yeah. and we didn't have any more Bermuda than that, just the size of a paperclip per square foot. And by the end of June, two months later, it was all Bermuda. It looked like a a golf fairway. It looked great Mm -hmm. Uh, just by getting rid of the Dallas grass and and encouraging the Bermuda. And so I may try that first. You do that with ammonium sulfate 2100 one time or at the most a couple of times just to really get it to grow as fast as it can. And then if you decide, no, that didn't work, then you can replant toward the end of May or first of June. Okay. Uh, and I may do that. Yeah, okay. that's not a good fertilizer to use uh, on a on a regular basis, but just one time to see what you have.
3: Okay. Yeah, it, it's that erosion that drives me crazy. That's um, sure it's the tough thing. It's hard. So um, yeah, we do, sounds like we do have the same problem. So I appreciate your your suggestions.
1: Well, one, one thing you can do if, if you have erosion uh, on, on a part of it would be to get some sod. Just make sure you get the same kind of Bermuda you have out there, because it'll show otherwise. Yeah. And uh, we'll, let's just, if it's just common Bermuda, just buy it and that's what it's called, it's common Bermuda, and go around the, the, the slope and just put a row of sod in to stop the flow of the water down the hill and yes. that'll slow it enough until your other Bermuda can take uh, get a good start.
3: Okay, that's so a that good idea. Go. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your help.
1: Have a great day. Thanks for the call. All right, go from uh, Prosper to Lucas. Not a very long journey there. Let's go to Brian and Lucas. Brian, how can I help you?
4: Hello, Neil. Um I have a crepe myrtle tree that's um it's it's probably been here about 10 years. Um I just planted it in the hard clay soil, but uh, it's been mowed to the ground at least a couple times. It kind of had a hard uh, first part of its life, but uh, it, it looked very healthy at the beginning of the spring. Um, I looked at it closely up and down and it, it had no problems. It was full everywhere, but uh, within the last week or so, near the third, top third of the tree or so, um, it's got these tiny um, little white spots on it. It's kind of chalky if you touch it um, and then kind of... Um, near that section, it's mainly in the top section and then below that uh, it looks like it's um, got some dead dead uh, limbs developing so I'm kind of worried about it and curious what it is and what to do.
1: Okay um, all right let me let me tell you what I'm observing on crepe myrtles. I was one of the founders of and very involved with the crepe myrtle trails of McKinney. And we have planted about forty thousand crepe myrtles in McKinney in various places. Um, one of the things I'm noticing is that there is dieback from the winter, from the the December freeze. Uh, every year, I worry about two things. I worry about extremely cold weather during a winter, and I worry about very. Uh, uh, I worry about the first freeze of the winter being really cold, not necessarily record cold, but just really cold. If, if you get a first freeze that's early and that goes to 25 or 20, that can do damage to some varieties. If you get a first freeze, um, not even a first freeze, but an early freeze that is down like this year was, down to single digits, then that can do a lot of damage. And that's what's happened this year. Um, I, do you remember what variety you have?
4: Um, I don't remember. I remember I bought it at Callaway's. Um I think over near Addison, um, maybe I'm in a well, um, long time ago.
1: um yeah, I remember that store the- very well there are uh There are five varieties that historically for us have been have been problems year after year when we get one of those winters that either has a really uh early first freeze and things are not dormant yet or that has a really significant horrible cold spell in the middle of the winter uh the cold spell two years ago was late in the winter and things were starting to grow already and that's why there was damage that year every year it's a different reason there have been three different reasons Uh, but the varieties that have been the biggest problems are natchez tuscarora muskogee sioux s-i-o-u-x and country red and i can tell you where every one of those is planted on el dorado parkway in mckinney because that's where we have the, the the biggest assortment of our crepe myrtles. And uh, we watch them and oh my gosh, there it goes again. There, there they come again. And occasionally there'll be another variety somewhere that that uh, has uh, has struggles. So that may be why you're seeing the top die back. There's a lot of that all around town. I'll tell you another plant that I'm seeing that I've never seen frozen back before is vitex. Uh, there are a lot of the older vitex that have frozen back just like crepe myrtles have done a few times. So just a heads up to other people. No. So um, in those cases, the best plant. thing that can be done is to cut them clear back to the ground if they're misshapen badly and retrain the regrowth and you'll have a beautiful plant faster than if you try to nurse one that is wounded by cold. It's amazing how fast they recover if you if you start over. We did that in our World Collection Park out at Craig Ranch uh, two years ago. And by September, they were already 10 or 12 feet tall. So that's that's one thing. A lot of this information, if you'll go to crapemyrtletrails.org, dot org, that's the website for our Crepe Myrtle Trails of McKinney, C R A P E crapemyrtletrails.org, dot org, and look at basic care, pruning. You'll see the information that that talks about how to retrain one that's had freeze damage or or <laughs> topping or any other kind of damage. Now the white specks uh, may be crepe myrtle bark scale, or they could be old. Uh, uh, Skins of of last year's crepe myrtle bark scale. I don't know without without seeing. Have you pressed on any of these to see if there's any fluid in them?
4: There's no fluid in them. Um, I, I think you pictures though, very close up pictures to uh, your Facebook. Um, if that helps. Um, this is very new development because I look at this tree, you know, at least once a week. Very closely.
1: Um, Okay. I have not seen them on my Facebook page. My Facebook page is pretty much inactive because I was getting 100 to 200 questions a day and I just couldn't keep up with it and they started, they they started, um, yeah, hang on just a second. let me me finish. Hang on just a second. I had to to quit because they started determining what was most relevant and, and the things were totally out of sequence and I couldn't find things. Facebook did that to me. That would happened in June of two thousand twenty-one. The better way is to be there at six o'clock on my electronic newsletter and post it right away into the next week's questions. But if you want to look at uh, the same website, GreatMeadowTrails we have the bark scale written up in great detail there, and uh, I wrote all that stuff there, and and so okay. that, that might um, be a help. Now go ahead.
4: It kind of looks like you like uh, maybe you put some. Um, you know, whiteout. Um, it's just like a chalky substance. You touch it with your finger, and it just goes away. But um, that's, that's is, last um,
1: year's. That's last year's skins of the bark scale. I'll bet you anything.
4: But it like, looks like white little um, chalky little spots, like that is that is on it. It's not on the entire tree, but it's um, it's wherever I, uh, it's been. I understand. Um, there's no leaves anymore, so.
1: Yeah, I understand. I understand. I've probably have seen, uh, unless I'm misunderstanding your description, probably seen thousands of them. But maybe so. May is this a
4: misinterpreting thing? Um, what you're saying? Is it a fungal mm-hmm. um, a fungus? No, it's or? a great myrtle
1: bark scale. It's an insect. Please, please no, look at the website. An and Look at those photos.
4: Yeah, this okay. is not an insect.
1: Um, well. They they would not be rec- Brian. Hang on a second. They would sure, not be sure. recognizable as insects if it's last year's uh, scale shells left over. Scales are immobile and they don't look like insects. Most people don't see them as insects. I, I I've got to get my last break in and and uh, but what I don't know uh, anything else to suggest to you. Having dealt with that many crepe myrtles for twenty-five years now, the thing that I'm I see is it looks like just little. Uh, I don't want to say cigarette ashes; they're too white for that. But they're just on the on the uh, on the twigs, on the trunks, the overwintering uh, debris left from last year. If you had them last year, then here's what's left, and. Uh, uh, all I can do is ask you to look at the pictures that, that we put there for that purpose so I could refer people to them because it's so hard to describe. I don't know of anything else that would, would be there that would be anything like that. There's there's just nothing else. So I've got to run, but hopefully that will help. Um, let me look. very. I have my computer in front of me. Let me just look and see what I can. I think this is fast enough that I can get there. I'm going to look at basic care pest control comes up right in the at the top the bark scale and you'll see a lot of different things on that very first photo if you can imagine those drying out after the leaves are gone and give them you know, a whole winter to dry out, I think. But anyway, let me let me leave it with that because I'm running out of time. So let me go from there and, and I hope that that was of help. I hope it was. Thank you for calling. Folks, I have a guest coming up in just a moment, and uh, let me get my last break in. My book is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I'm I'm now short enough on time. I'm just going to give you some basic information. Uh, It is available only from my website and by calling my office. The office phone number Monday through Friday is 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The book is 3695, and the uh, website is Neilsperry.com com. book has 11 chapters, 840 of my photos, 344 pages, a hardback, and uh, the 11 chapters cover every aspect of outdoor gardening. I guarantee your satisfaction or I will refund every penny and I'll send you a signed copy of the book at that price. No problem. I'd look forward to doing that. 80752 grow. 807524769 come Monday morning. But the better way is order it right now at nealsperry.com.
0: Supplies helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams.
1: Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair. 214 333 0003. The home inspection is absolutely free. If you have a foundation problem, they will show you where it is, what it is, and how serious it is. And if you don't have a foundation problem, they will tell you where it isn't and that they are grateful that you called them and they'll give you a business card and invite you to call them again if you have another foundation problem or worried about one. That's how great they are. They are founded on integrity and they do not dream up business just to get your money. They don't have to. They're busy anyway. They're good. They're really, really good. They have done foundation repair at our home. They have done foundation repairs all over the Metroplex. Give them a call and like I say, the home inspection is absolutely free and when they do their work on your foundation your slab it is guaranteed for the lifetime of the home transferable from from owner to owner to owner you need to have a great company with experience do the work for you and advanced foundation repair is that company 214-333-0003 foundation repairs.com advanced foundation repair I'm Mark from Benbrook Ace Hardware. When you need reliable,
2: localized help and those great products, come to us. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks.
1: And now back to Neil. All right, Mark, thank you very, very much. There he is. Kind of clipped out on me there. Maybe I clipped out myself. Who knows? It's been a, it's been a, it's been a time, and uh, I am proud right now to welcome to the uh, airwaves my pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church at downtown McKinney. Tommy, how are you? I am
2: very well today, Neil. How are you?
1: I, I'm surviving. I'm okay. surviving. It's been quite a quite a springtime. Yes, uh, anyway, is. you've been out walking around today?
2: I have. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you a funny story. Uh, my wife... Saw a rose-breasted grosbeak. They're, they're traveling through. Everything's migrating right now. She saw one this morning. I said, "Oh man, I, I wish, I wish I could have seen it. I would have told Neil about it today." And I'm standing here on hold, waiting for you. I look in my backyard, and there's a rose-breasted grosbeak on my bur- bird feeder. First one I've ever seen. How Neil. cool! Just be, you brought first me first like one.
1: Today.
2: First one. Well, that's
1: wonderful are- news
2: they are traveling through all these little birds are migrating right now is the season we've got summer birds are arriving and birds that are heading north are coming through it's a great time uh, to put out your bird feeders put out your bird seed get some water out for them and you never know what you're going to see right in your own backyard
1: how did how did eve know that's what it was
2: she didn't, she knew it was a different bird that she thought was a woodpecker at our feeder. And she said, that is different. So she took a picture and showed it to me. She said, I saw this while you were gone. I went, oh man, <laughs> I recognized it and uh, lo and behold, it came back to visit.
1: It's kind of like last year or two years ago when I had the red headed woodpecker at our feeder and I sent it around and and you you said that's a red-headed wood but they don't show up here and birdie said the same thing and my photograph was just dreadful because i took it with my phone through a clouded up window and uh, oh my goodness that's yeah, really exciting bird watching is a lot of fun and uh, so it's it's a great thing for for grandkids and uh, and and for the grandparents as well so it is and it great. helps you
2: help helps you keep your eyes open and see what's around you that's a that's a beautiful
1: gift it uh, helps us look up which is always a good thing to look up to toward the maker it's always a, yes, a good daughter. good place to look yeah so what's uh, what's in in store for folks at church tomorrow
2: well, we're going to celebrate tomorrow. We we had confirmation today. We had all of our confirmation class. We had 35 uh, young people and five new families joined uh, this morning. It was a great day, and then tomorrow is a Join the Church Sunday, so we've got families scheduled for baptisms and folks joining the church, and we will celebrate Easter and give thanks for the risen Lord Jesus and Talk about his appearance on the seaside uh, to Peter and the disciples when he took breakfast for them and, and reminded them to take care
1: of one another. That's going to be wonderful. That's it's going, going to be, be a wonderful. great day. Tommy, that photo that, that photo that I sent to you today, um, he may be the tallest comfort man in your class if we can get him there. We're still trying. <laughs>
2: <He's>, <laughs> oh, that's, just, that's just fantastic. It'll be it 'll be great to see you in person I know y'all have been so busy so occupied uh, but we'll we'll see yeah. you when you get back
1: yeah we'll we'll explain to folks it's it's all good it's all good it's not not health stuff it's just busy stuff and I can't talk about it right now till next next Saturday Yes, next sir. Sunday so anyway but it's it's a good thing so anyway we uh, we uh, appreciate it. now tell us how to find you on the web tell us the times tell us all the the contact stuff.
2: You you bet. We've got worship services at eight, nine, 9, ten o five, and eleven ten. We stream our ten o five services in the sanctuary, and you can find all this information and more. We've got our spring schedule out at our website, sharingtheheart.org. dot org. Come check us out.
1: Yeah, and that's that's been our salvation. The, the sharingtheheart.org dot org is where the live stream is at ten o five. Tommy Brummett is a wonderful pastor. He's a wonderful friend and a a pretty good birder. What number is that for your bird watching? How many Uh, have you found now?
2: That's about 380, I think, that I've got written down in my list.
1: Isn't that great? (laughs) Isn't that great? And where was the farthest away, Tommy, in 15 seconds? Where was the farthest one you've seen?
2: Uh, You know, I saw a lot of good birds down in Florida uh, that were migrating one year.
1: In Florida, well. Well, we will see you at church and we appreciate you, Tommy. Folks, thanks for listening. Happy gardening.